Hello, everyone. Welcome to Talking Logistics, where we have conversations with thought leaders and newsmakers in the supply chain logistics industry. It's very great pleasure. Welcome to today's program, Richard Palmer, who's Partial Sales Director at Uber Freight. And today we're going to talk about the partial shipping best practices. So I remember when I started as an industry analyst, uh, you know, almost 25 years now, uh, relatively few companies were shipping via partial. I mean, you can say that it was kind of a niche mode for a small segment of the market. Um, but, you know, fast forward to today and with the rise of e-commerce, um, partial shipping is now a critical mode of transportation for retailers and, and many manufacturers too, especially, you know, during the holiday season that we're in, you know, right now. So what is the, you know, current state of the partial shipping market? What challenges and opportunities, uh, you know, lie ahead? And how can technology like a transportation management system help companies, you know, navigate, you know, this environment? So those are some of the key questions we're going to explore in this uh, episode, and it's great to have Richard on the program to share his insights and advice on this topic. So Richard, welcome to the program. Thank you. Glad to be here and excited to talk about Parcel with you. Awesome. Well, you, you know, like like I said, you know, it, it you know, looking over the course of you know two and a half decades, it's it's amazing to see kind of um, not only how important parcel shipping has become for um, you know retailers and even manufacturers and become kind of a critical mode of transportation, but also even just the 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 carrier landscape and how that's changed, you know, as well. So it's it's very, you know, it's certainly a very different environment today than it was, uh, you know, even, let's say even five years ago. But so maybe we, we, we can start there. I mean, how would you characterize, you know, the current state of the parcel shipping, uh, you know, market? I mean, what's different today compared to even just a few years ago? Yeah, no, Adrian, you hit it dead on. Um, it, it's definitely changed, right? So, uh, you know, some time ago, uh, not even too far ago, parcel shipping was pretty straightforward, as as you indicated, right? You, uh, I've got some parcels I need to get from point A to point B. I, I find a uh, nationwide carrier that can can get them, pick them up, and and get them there. Um, I basically put a label on it and set it at the back door or back dock and, you know, some guy comes by and picks it up or a person comes by and picks it up and, you know, uh, everything seems to work out. But that landscape is, as you indicated, is, is drastically changed today. Uh, pandemic certainly had a, a big part of that. You know, during the pandemic, there were um, particularly retailers and high volume people that, um, you know, the, the carriers weren't able to deliver the volumes they had. So they had to make adjustments. So, you know, as far as, you know, what's changing in the marketplace, um, you know, some of the things here at the end of the year that always come up is the uh, uh, what we call GRIs or uh, general rate increases that the parcel carriers put out there, uh, which they need to do from time to time. But those those have definitely increased, uh, certainly as as inflation has and and the demand has. So uh, some of the things that are changing rapidly is is the cost of of parcel shipping, and that's definitely affecting shippers, uh, retailers. You know, uh, in, in if you look at it, you kind of have a a triangle uh, effect of things with each point kind of pulling people in a different direction with the parcel in the middle, right? So you got the CFOs saying, hey, our sh shipping costs are continually rising. They're eating into our profits, you know, going to the shipping manager, logistics manager uh, uh, and saying, you know, what are we going to do about this? So they're kind of being put on it. And likewise, they've got their uh, customer uh, focused person, they're, they're either their CSRs or the marketing team are saying, you know, customers are demanding free shipping and they want it uh, sooner and faster, right? Uh, you know, um, I always like to say the joke of, of uh, or, the, or the statement of, you know, what's the first thing people ask after they click buy now online? And it's, where's my order, right? They have an acronym for it called WISMA, where's my order? Um, but what people really want to know is when's it going to get here, right? And um, so there's demands on the, on the shipper to provide that information, what we call delivery options 
options up front in the web cart. So, you know, do you want to get it today? Do you want to get it tomorrow? Do you want to get it the next day? Do you want to get it two day service? Do you want to get it someday service, right? A ground or, or some other service if it's not important. And yeah, the baby's prices with those things and some of those options may be free, but ultimately, um, you know, the consumer is, is driving the marketplace uh, with their demands and, um, um, you know, the, the shipper is kind of stuck in the middle of, of, you know, how do I how do I meet all of these demands, you know, lower costs, faster service, free shipping, um, and, you know, in some cases, white glove service. Yeah, not sure. I mean, I think I think you 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 highlighted a number of different things there. And, and I, you know, I the free shipping is always, you know, it's funny, right? So, you know, we all know that there is no such thing as, as free shipping. Like you said, the CFOs and, and those that are focused on the transportation side, you know, are seeing that that line item, you know, continuously increase and particularly with, you know, the GRIs that you talked about. And, and the fact that, you know, the carriers are becoming much more selective too on what, what parcel shipments they, they want to take. I mean, there, there's a greater focus on, on their end um, to really focus on, you know, profitable freight and not just, you know, take shipments for the sake of, you know, just growing volume for the sake of growing volume. They're becoming much more disciplined as well uh, in terms of, you know, what kind of uh, shipments they take. And then I think you, we've also seen the rise of, um, you know, regional carriers kind of filling, like you said, you know, um, because of the pandemic, because of the, the carriers, the, the the big guys, you know, the UPS, FedEx, USPS, um, and even now Amazon, I think I just saw in the Wall Street Journal, they they supposedly are now the, the top volume uh, you, you know, carry out there with their own network. Um, but because everyone's, you know, kind of become much more selective, you know, the, the role of, of regional carriers has become more important too, right? Yeah, no, you're absolutely correct. And that kind of gets into, you know, what is the solution to this, you know, triangle of, of danger, if you will, that the shippers are kind of being faced with, you know, how do they overcome this, this challenge? And uh, yeah, you hit it dead on. I mean, as, as, um, as we move forward in this, as, as rates increase and demands increase from the marketplace uh, and the need to lower shippers are going to have, having to seek uh, alternate options, right? Get more creative, understand stuff. And ultimately kind of where, where we try to come in is, is from a technology point of view, you know, how can technology really help me solve this problem as it has many other problems in, in, in industry. So, um, so yes, you know, having the ability to leverage uh, regional carriers uh, also, you know, same day carriers, right? So um, the, the shipping options or the ship, uh, the shipping methods that are being used by a, a shipper can also impact the, uh, the amount of sales they get. Right. So, um, you mentioned Amazon, and we all know uh, if we're looking at something on someone's website and we see uh, the shipping is uh, free or I have um, expedited, you know, but what does that mean? What does expedited mean? Does that mean I get it tomorrow? Does that mean I get it in three days? Whatever. What does free mean? Whatever. Like, you know what? I can go to Amazon and get it in two days or one day, right? Um, you know, and and uh, they do a pretty good job at it. So shippers are, are finding uh, retailers, uh, especially e-commerce retailers are finding, you know, maybe they're losing sales because they're not providing those options. But they also have the challenge of how do I how do I fulfill those options, right? If I make a promise, if I give a promise to somebody that they can have it in one day, two day, or same day, how do I how do I um, uh, logistically achieve that? How do I keep that promise? And again, that's kind of where we try to come in at Uber Freight in providing a technology uh, service that can number one manage all those carriers, so using the majors as well as uh, we call the minors, the regional carriers and same day carriers to uh, to fill that gap, meet that need, uh, uh, possibly even at a lower cost. And um, uh, while providing those options out there to the to the marketplace, to the consumer, uh, to allow them to capture capture those orders. Yeah, so, so, so it sounds like, you know, the, uh, you know, a lot of challenges on the shipper front in terms of things they're facing like that triangle you talked about, right, and, yeah. and the, the different tensions, you know, certainly opportunities, I think you you kind of alluded to, you know, Amazon does a good job at, at this, but 
certainly it's an opportunity for companies too. If they're able to manage that triangle effectively, they can use partial shipping as a as a revenue driver, as a, as a way to differentiate themselves. You know, in the in you know in the uh, in, in the market. Um, so, so I think it's, it, I, I think it's interesting to look at it both, not only just focusing on the challenges side of things, you know, with the cost and finding, you know, capacity and, and so forth, but also the opportunities that that, that are there for, to, to, you know, to drive growth. Now, now you talked about, you know, technology. So maybe let's dive, dive a little bit more, you know, into that. I mean, how can technology, let's say specifically, uh, you know, a TMS, a transportation management system, you know, help shippers manage and, and optimize their, their partial shipping processes and, and what capabilities are most important? Yeah, uh, happy to jump into that. In in you're correct. So leveraging technology, particularly like a a parcel TMS that that we offer, uh, allows shippers to really take advantage of things that you know a human wouldn't be able to do. Right? Um, you know, some really good uh, people out there at math, but you know, we learned a long time ago, punching into a calculator for most people is is a lot quicker. And you know, same thing on on the parcel side, right? So. We like to talk about our our parcel TMS answers that simple question that most shippers have, which is how do I ship this, right? Um, and you know, from a from a human perspective, you know, if I'm I'm uh, you know in the warehouse and I've got to get something out, and maybe somebody's requested this to be there tomorrow, my natural assumption is I'm going to put I'm going I'm to get a next day label, right? I'm going to get a next day service. I'm going to pay for it. I'm going to put the label on the box, and it'll get there tomorrow. Problem solved. No questions asked. But you have a much higher cost on that. If you look at and what technology can help is is looking at uh, the details of those orders and saying, oh well, you know, you're you know, I'm located here in Atlanta. I live on the north side of town. Maybe that order I'm shipping it from the north side of Atlanta to the south side of Atlanta, or you know, maybe even Chattanooga, which is close by. And um, you know, that's not going to get on an airplane if I buy a next day uh, ticket, if you will, or label. Uh, but I'm going to pay that cost anyway. I can I can find that maybe I can send it ground. Uh, if it's close enough based on the zip code uh, proximity and save a lot of money and still meet my delivery commitment. So those are you know, some one example and I can give others around uh, identifying uh, the savings and in, in how technology can help. And one of the other ones is is proximity. You know, a lot of shippers often have multiple DCs or distribution centers where they're shipping stuff out of. Oftentimes, you'll find they have one, you know, kind of East Coast, West Coast, and maybe one in the Central or, or Dallas Fort Worth area. So again, using technology, I can automatically look at those uh, origin and destinations, assuming I have product or or stock in all those DCs, and identify the cheapest and quickest place to ship it from, where to fulfill it from. So. And, you know, that kind of gets more into the planning or what we call upstream, right? So I've got a bunch of orders today. It may be 100, it may be 100,000. And what's the best way to ship this, right? So obviously, um, you know, a human can go through and put them in a spreadsheet and start crunching stuff and maybe work some formulas up and this and that. But a parcel TMS can do those things automatically and help them plan, right? So you've got a bunch of stuff that's due, that's got to get out, uh, this, uh, you'd be promised to deliver tomorrow. Obviously, we want to process those first so we can filter those. We can look at the different order attributes on the date, the promise date, and that type of stuff and start making decisions uh, on best ways to ship this for the shipper, where to ship it from, but also um, some really key things that provide a lot of savings like zone skipping, right? So maybe the opportunity to consolidate and optimize stuff either to a specific customer. If they're doing B2B, you may have several orders going to the same customer. So I want to consolidate those. Maybe, you, maybe it's enough that you can put on a pallet and send LTL at a much lower cost. Um, or you may have stuff going into a specific market. So by analyzing the data, 
you can see that, hey, I have a lot of stuff going into the Dallas market or the, the New York market or the Philadelphia market, uh, California market, whatever. And I can bundle those together, send them either via an LTL or full truckload, depending on your volumes, save a lot of money, uh, direct inject those into the carrier of your choice. Maybe that's a regional carrier. Maybe it's a national carrier. Uh, could be USPS to deliver that last mile and, and achieve a lot of savings. Well, uh, also at the same time, considering the the delivery time, right? The delivery promise that's been made to the customer. And so again, a parcel TMS can you know run those calculations, do that type of stuff uh, very quickly. As we talked about before, when they ask the question, hey, how do I ship this? We're going to return that best method, that best service to, to, to meet their commitment date and do it at the lowest cost. Yeah, I mean, it, it never ceases to amaze me, you know, you know, on the surface, it looks like you know, because most consumers, right? You, you, you. If you're going to ship something to a relative or to your kids in college, you know, you may go to the UPS store, you may go to the FedEx, you know, Kinkos or whatever, and and it's pretty straightforward. You know, you go in, you put it in a box. They tell you when do you want it next day, or you know, what are the options? And it's a pretty straightforward process. But you know, through all those different scenarios you, you talked about, I mean, you realize that you know this is a very complex you know process because not only do you have a variety of different carriers now that you're going to be evaluating. You've got a variety of different service options and each of those service options come with different rates and different break points and different surcharges, perhaps. I mean, that's one of the things we didn't talk about, but there's like yeah. residential fee versus a business, you know, so it's, you know, just the rating aspect is, is, is very complex. So I remember for the longest time, um, most of the leading TMSs, again, going back 20 plus years ago, they didn't touch Parcel. I mean, there was a lot of like uh, uh, best of breed standalone parcel shipping solutions because it was very specialized, you know, um, and, and there was that level of complexity. And, and again, because m- most shippers at the time were not using parcel, you know, a lot of the, the, the leading TMS vendors said, well, we'll just leave that to the some of the best of breeds. But now that it has to actually get incorporated as part of the broader uh, uh, mode uh, options and selections, I mean, uh, I think companies are beginning to appreciate, you know, how complex and the fact that you, if you're going to try to do this with a spreadsheet or try to go through all the different permutations, uh, you're really going to not get there, right? Yeah, definitely. That that presents the challenge, and that's where where technology can can definitely come in uh, to help those things. You you uh, <clears throat> brought up a point there uh, about the um, the the complexity and just you know kind of how people think of you know getting something from point A to point B and kind of goes back to where we talk right in the uh, days past I'd slap a label on the box shipping costs were relatively low there wasn't much you know competition I'll say between uh, brands or or uh, vendors and you know uh, overall I was okay with it but yeah as the volumes have increased you know uh, the complexity has also increased and um you know most companies, major, certainly major brands, right? They they really, you know, they they focus on those delivery commitments. They understand getting the loyalty to their customers. They've looked at the Forrester researches around, you know, uh, consumer loyalty. If if they mess up an order, right? And you know, you think of like a store, like a retailer, major brand that has a retail store. You know, you walk into a store. You know, they control the lighting, they control the the color scheme, they control the music. Um, you know, the, the, the personalities, you know, behind the desk that are helping you the bag that they put it at the end, you know, do you want the receipt in the bag? Do you want it, you know, in your pocket, you know, that really, you know, that level of service on an e-commerce level, you know, once they hand it off to the carrier, they kind of lose that control. So they're looking to, um, extend that control, if you will, to provide a similar level of service. And the first step is, you know, if, if somebody wants it tomorrow, 
I'm gonna, I want to get it to them tomorrow. You know, if somebody you know wants it in two days, I'm going to get it in two days. I mean, people are busier today, right? Um, people are often traveling. You know, uh, sometimes it's not a matter of, of, well, if it doesn't get here on Wednesday, it's okay. You know, the fact is, I'm traveling Monday and Tuesday. I'm traveling Thursday and Friday. I'm only going to be home Wednesday. And this may be a, uh, um, a high-priced item that I really don't want to, number one, leave on my doorstep for three or four days at a time. Uh, and number two, I need it. Right. I need it. That's the reason I'm ordering it. I need it. You know, uh, so how do I how do I create that retail experience of walking into the store and walking out with a product uh, to an e-commerce situation where you have a similar confidence? Right. As consumers, you know, particularly Americans, you know, we have that drive through mentality. You know, I, I, I go by the uh, go by the board. You know, somebody talks to me in the speaker and, you know, two minutes later, I've got, you know, whatever I want in my hand and I give them the cash and you know, I get with the, the product. How do we extend that to an e-commerce situation that consumers are used to, which is, you know, the confidence that, hey, I need it on Wednesday. I'm confident this brand's going to get it on Wednesday. I'm comfortable ordering from them, just as we talked about with Amazon. Yeah, you know, I think they, the, the, you know, it's a great point. I mean, because, you know, delivery is is really, you know, one of that last moment of truth, you know, to either delight a customer or, you know, potentially lose them for life, right? Like you said, you know, you can do everything right at the front end, right? You can have the nice website from an e-commerce standpoint, provide a competitive price, you know, provide good reviews to help you make a, a purchasing decision, uh, make it easy to buy and everything else. But if then that shipment arrives late or it doesn't get there when you want it, or it arrives damaged, or you've got no visibility to when it's going to arrive, um, you know, that all then starts to diminish, you know, uh, uh, th that experience and ultimately hurts the brand of the uh, the retailer or the manufacturer, whoever it is that, you know, you're the the, the consumer is, is you know is buying from. Um, yeah, go no, ahead. Just like, yeah, you know, you're exactly right. And you know, to be clear, you know, the consumer doesn't it's not going to hold the carrier responsible. I mean, they may not even know who's dropping it off, right? They're at work or you know whatever they put it at the door. They don't know, so they're going to hold the brand uh, accountable. So it really becomes important for the brand to you know embrace that. And I'll just add one other thing: you talk about you know as we talk about that white glove, that personal level of service. You know, one of the things we at Uber offer is is that Uber Direct, right? So uh, if you imagine like Uber Eats, you know, you're getting your kung pao chicken delivered or whatever it is uh, <laughs> that you're eagerly awaiting. Uh, our Uber Direct offering uh, works from a retail perspective of, you know, bringing those items uh, same day or next day uh, from the retailer to you. So, you know, oftentimes there's urgent situations um, or high priced uh, items that, you know, you want that level of security, uh, including chain of custody. Right. So if it's an item that's a high price, you know, I want chain of custody that, you know, the, the carrier has picked it up, in this case, an Uber Direct driver. And then when they come to the door, you know, uh, we can actually provide uh, a validation with a QR code or uh, a four-digit code that's that's has to be confirmed before the product is handed over, so that, that item is actually you know, gets to the person that need to. Sometimes even an ID is yeah. uh, can be required. Yeah, no, great, great example there. Uh, you know, so so Richard, I mean, we, we've covered a, a lot of ground here. I'm sure we can you know probably spend another hour you know talking about different dimensions of this, but maybe as as a way to you know wrap up. I mean, when it comes to partial shipping, I mean, what action should you know, shippers take to position themselves for success in 2024 and beyond? I mean, what, and maybe on the flip side, I mean, what's the biggest mistake they can make? Yeah, no, that, that's a good one. I mean, um, I'll say the biggest, I'll start with the last question, right? It, it, biggest mistake you can make is, is, um, you know, I'll, I'll say this facetiously, right? Don't be a know-it-all uh, is what I try to tell people. Don't be a know-it-all, right? Um, 
you know, there are certain expertise, you know, we can all Google stuff, we can research stuff, so on and so forth. Um, but ultimately, an expert is is the person you want to rely on that, that works in this area, is familiar with what's going on, and knows how to, uh, don't want to use the word negatively, but manipulate uh, the the, the um, attributes of the parcel shipping market. So that being, you know, carriers, carrier rates, uh, as we've talked about, some of the what we call value drivers on ways that I can ship stuff to kind of put a plan together to um, ship most efficiently. That it, which you know specifically is uh, reducing my cost and, and getting it there on time. As far as uh, you know, things people need to look at the as we talked about, you know, the the market has changed, the landscape has changed. Previously, you know, I'd partner up with one of I call them the two cousins, right? National carriers or or three of them, and um, you know, I, I'm going to go all in with with those. Today, things have have changed. People often tell me, um, well, you know, I've got volume discounts, this, that, and the other. Um, you know, um, one of the biggest negotiating factors uh, with with carriers, and you know, they all do a great job. But is is the ability to to walk away, right? The ability to move your volume to another carrier. So sometimes we look at those volume discounts for people, and we find out, well, you know, you're spending an extra X amount of dollars with them to hit this next level or this discount level. They're only discounting uh, your shipments Y amount, which over that volume equals X. Um, let's look at these other carriers potentially, uh, or regional carriers, or zone skipping, or other things that we can do, and your savings may uh all may likely be uh more significant than that volume discount so embrace diversity is what i like to tell people embrace a multiple carrier multiple a multiple carrier strategy um explore those carriers work with somebody that can that knows those carriers and can look at your shipping profile and see that hey i've got a lot of stuff going to the west coast here's a couple west coast regional carriers that i want to at least explore right you may explore you may find that you know uh, I'm fine with who I have, right? I'm fine with a national carrier. But you may also find that you can you can not only get some savings, but maybe get a faster delivery uh, from them because most of them are doing same day or next day delivery once you get it into their into their network. So diversifying your carrier mix and really being open to that concept, despite what um, um, many carriers convince you of, which is you have to give me all your volume and I'll promise I'll give you the best deal. <laughs> so uh, yeah, diversification around that in uh, looking at the planning. So a lot of things we've, we've talked about at the beginning is, you know, how can I make use of technology to really ship better and reduce that cost, make my CEO, uh, my CFO happy, ultimately CEO, but make my CFO happy with, you know, uh, combating those rising shipping costs, but also making the customer happy by meeting those delivery commitments and uh, making my marketing team happy or my sales team happy by actually increasing my conversion rates or my e-commerce sales by providing those delivery options within the cart to make the, the consumer feel comfortable that, oh, I can get it on Wednesday or I can get it on Monday or I can get it in one day, two day, or possibly even today. Yeah, no, a lot of great points. I, I, I especially agree with the you know, diversi uh, diversification uh, you know, strategy. I mean, I think, you know, right now we're kind of in a, in a um, you know, down market, if you will. Um, and I think people have short-term memory you know, when we were at the height of the pandemic, um, I think companies for the first time ever in the parcel shipping environment realized that their, their assumption that parcel capacity was infinite is was deadly wrong. Uh, it is not infinite. Um, and so I think that, uh, uh, you know, we know that ultimately, you know, we're going to get into situations where if you're single sourced, um, you may have some challenges, particularly around, you know, peak demand uh, periods of uh, being able to meet your delivery commitments if you, the only option you have is 
you know, one carrier that you're, you're working with because you decided to put all your eggs in one basket for those, you know, uh, volume discounts. But, uh, you know, uh, I think from a resilience standpoint, from a risk management standpoint, I think most savvy shippers today, parcel sh- uh, uh, shippers today, recognize that they need to be, uh, you know, diversified for sure. Yeah, no, you're 100 percent right. I mean, we have we have some um, um, some some high end, high volume uh, customers and some of them have 10 to 12 carriers that they're using, right, including our Uber Direct for same day delivery to meet the needs of their customers. And, you know, as you said, diversify and, and spread that risk out, make sure they're not um, put in a bad situation as several shippers were, as you mentioned, during the uh, during during the pandemic. I mean, one of the things I meant to bring up earlier, I'll just kind of touch on it now, is uh, the carriers are going to this concept of dynamic pricing, right? So if you think of when you buy an airline ticket, you know, I go in today, it's X amount of dollars. I go in, you know, two days later, it's, you know, Y amount of dollars. And usually that price is going up. Um, and, you know, the major carriers are going to this dynamic pricing, which is, again, a asked about, you know, what are, what are concerns for shippers? You know, how do you predict your your shipping cost when the price is changing constantly daily from these shippers? And you know, again, how do I combat combat that? Well, you know, you have to use technology to uh, uh, to help work through those algorithms and and understand what the best way to do things are. Yeah, no, great great point. Well, Richard, again, I mean, um, uh, you know, we're, we're kind of out of time here, but I want to thank you again for making the time. Uh, you provide a lot of great insights and, and advice on this topic. So, again, thank you. My pleasure. Pleasure to be here. You have a great afternoon and thank you, everybody. Great. I want to thank those of you that joined us. Uh, if you've got any uh, questions for, uh, for for Richard, uh, you can post them either at the uh, Uber Freight website or on Talking Logistics, and I'm sure he'll be more than happy to respond via that medium. Again, thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you in a future episode of Talking Logistics. Have a great day.